It's time for Outside the Box with Lincoln Stars head coach Rocky Russo and Lincoln Stars broadcaster Joel Norman on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. And we're back once again with Outside the Box being brought to you by Raising Canes here on 93.7 The Ticket. I'm Joel Norman and we're chatting Lincoln Stars hockey and what a great time to be talking about the Stars as it is as they have won four consecutive games and, you know, the temperatures are slowly rising, and so too are the stars. We're joined by the assistant coach, Art Bry. Art, happy to have you with us here. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Joel. Yeah, Art, you guys are clicking right now. And it's been a great start to the month of March. Four, or four consecutive games you've won, wins in five of the last six. One in particular has been rolling especially well for you guys as of late. Um, I think the energy levels. I think obviously we went through a little bit of a skid there um, and we as a group really started to identify kind of parts of our game that we have great control over. Um, And those parts of our game are things like energy, things like effort. And so for us over this span, I think it's, it's just a lot of compete. Everyone uh, top to bottom is bringing it every, every game, every day at practice. And uh, it's infectious. And and when you get rolling like that, it's, it's fun to play. Um, And I think everyone saw that uh, against Omaha where it got a little, little rowdy um but for the most part uh the boys a lot of energy um and it's it's a lot of good vibes going on right now in the in the locker room i liked what head coach rocky russo said after saturday's game he said that's lincoln stars hockey a lot of goals a lot of physicality not really backing down it felt like this was the ideal weekend in terms of results for you guys you had a four to nothing shutout on the road first time that's happened this season which is really nice to have that happen and then you come back the next night a three to nothing, beg your pardon, on Friday, and then you come back home the next night and you get it done with that five to one win against Omaha. Lockdown work defensively. I mean, I imagine as a coaching staff, you guys were walking away going, "This is exactly the type of hockey we want to be doing every type of weekend." Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think you look at those scores um, and you 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 see defensive play, but I think um, the offensive side of the puck really allows us to to keep momentum going in the right direction, keep the puck in the offensive zone, and limit the defensive time. Um, and, and you saw that this weekend. Um, we've really been harping our offense, creating chances, getting pucks to the net, getting bodies to the net, um, getting our D involved, things like that. So when you when you have potent offense like we do, right? obviously we get, we get the shot volume uh, consistently, um, you don't really have to play defense. right? Not yeah. to say that we don't focus on defense, but it's one of those things where – Let's make sure our offense is clicking to ensure that we, we maximize uh, our offensive zone time. In particular, last Friday, just 21 shots allowed. Had to love that. I remember I chatted a little bit with Cameron Whitehead, who's going to join us in a little bit, and had his fourth shutout of the season. And, you know, on paper you go, wow, he didn't have to do a ton. But he had some big saves each period that really kept that game right where it was. But also, it was nice. It wasn't a night where the Stars needed him to go out and get a shutout. It was when there were opportunities, he took care of business. Yeah, absolutely. And I think for a goaltender, um, especially one like Cam now, who's in his second year in the league and um, is in the position that he's in, you you learn that sometimes you have to win games, sometimes you have to manage games. Every every game is different. And one of those games where you only have 21 shots, but you have three, four grade A looks, which can absolutely change the momentum of that game, um, they become really, really important. And so you have to maintain that focus. You watch in, you're watching your team. Um, the puck at the other end, things like that. And, you know, a lot of things are going through your head. But for Cam, 
um, really calm, cool, collected right now, right? He's, he's very comfortable in that situation, whether he's seeing a lot of shots or not, not very many shots. I think he has a very good process that allows him to keep his focus and his mindset. Um, so in those situations, when there's a big chance, when there's a breakdown defensively, he's ready to uh, answer the, the question, so to speak. I looked at that game for him, and I was looking back at some of his other shutout performances this season. He had one against Fargo at the beginning of January, the one against Green Bay at the Fall Classic, and then Omaha beginning of November. And you, you thought about them, and I, I thought last Friday's game in particular is right up there as one of the better because of some of those stops he made. Now, the game against Green Bay faced a ton of shots, wasn't really a close game. The Fargo game, kind of similar. That wasn't really a game that was, you know, at any point where the Stars were really in danger that night. That was one of the more complete performances of the season, the beginning of January. The game at Omaha was also, against Omaha, was also a really good one because it was a one nothing game. But I thought this past Friday's performance, like we said, even though it was only 21 shots, you mentioned it, four, three or four, maybe five different grade-A high-opportunity situations for Omaha, and I beg your pardon, for Des Moines, and boy, he was just up to the task. Yeah, and then you factor in that we're on the road, especially given the fact that we we had momentum from the previous weekend. Um, he started on Saturday the previous weekend, and for uh, for us to go back to him, obviously he's our guy, and he he picked up right where he left off, right. And then obviously that factors into Saturday getting Lucas in there, things like that. Yeah. So um, it's great to see, um, and obviously um, a lot of hard work has gone into that, right. And so when you see Cam. Uh, really in control of those situations, really in control of his reads, things like that, that's when he's at his best, and I think we saw that. And Lucas Massey, boy, he's going to get one here too pretty soon. He's had a couple of close calls and games with Omaha the last couple of weekends. It's just been those third periods, one gets by, but, boy, he's loved playing on home ice, hasn't he? It seems like he is fed off of this home crowd when playing at the icebox this year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how can you not playing at home, especially at the icebox? Um, Lucas is someone that has worked incredibly hard for to get to where he's at, things like that. And for him to step in um, and, and get those big wins for us in those situations, they're, they're huge. They're not easy games, right? And I think his body of work speaks for itself. You know, he has a great record. He has a great save percentage, goals against average, things like that. And what you're going to get out of Lucas every night is, is a competitor. No, no matter the situation, he's going he's gonna to step up to the plate and he's going to be fearless, he's going to be relentless, and he's, he's not going to back down. And so um, having those limited minutes sometimes can be really challenging, but when you have that approach, when you understand the responsibility and in, in when you get your opportunities, you have to make the most of them. Um, you know, it's, it's really hard, but someone like Lucas has been managing it no problem and hasn't excelled in it, so it's been great to watch. It says a lot about give your confidence in him as a coaching staff, putting him in those games against Omaha. We know they've had their struggles, but Ronke has said it before. Every game with them could go anyway. You don't always know how that result's going to be. Talk to me about the coaching staff's confidence in Lucas Massey as this season has progressed. Well, I think confidence comes from um, the things you see, right? Certain types of behavior, and not just certain types of behavior, but consistent behavior. And so when we see Lucas, first one at the rink, last one to leave almost every single day, um, you know, first one on the ice, last one off the ice, things like that, putting in the work consistently, being a great teammate, picking guys up, um, being a great support uh, supporting role for someone like Whitehead in our little goalie nation type trio we have going on. Um, it's It's easy to be like yeah let's go like this guy's got it um and the confidence uh that he radiates and he carries in with with himself to the rink every day right so when you see all those things paired together and and you see the body of work that he has it's really easy for us to be like yeah lucas absolutely get in there and and we trust you 110 percent are there any guys as we're chatting with stars assistant coach and goaltending coach art brian was wondering about this are there any 
maybe NHL comparisons that you sometimes will use video of with these guys. You'll say, hey, you know, you're this is something this guy does that's similar to what you do, but he's doing this that you just need to maybe change a little bit. Are there any guys you do that with with them by chance? Um, not necessarily, given the fact that we're so different and the NHL is so different. I think it's great to get, uh, you know, insight and uh, breakdown and maybe some feedback from certain guys, things like that. But I think in season, we, we really try to maybe compare ourselves to where we were in a game like that Green Bay shutout or some something to where we know we've had earlier success um, or at a time where we felt that we were playing really well. And then so we would go back to those moments um, and reflect on those those times and visualize kind of what it felt like in that situation and what we were going through. Um, Obviously, it's great to watch NHL, NHL guys, and um, but sometimes it, it can be uh, a, a little unrealistic, not in a bad way, right? But just in, in one of those things to where I think it can really um, not not screw with us. But we want to stay grounded in our technical side and our approach. So um, I'll say I'll say yes, but limited. But we definitely try to watch um, guys our own age or guys uh, Division One things like that or, or throughout the USHL. Um, or just earlier game footage. I kind of like that that personal experience they have, seeing how they've grown. So that led me into my next question: What are what are two a couple of ways you've seen Lucas Massey and Cameron Whitehead grow this season in between the pipes from the beginning of the season in mid September to here in the middle of March? Oh man, it's. Um, I think the biggest thing is just managing emotions. Um, obviously, that's really really challenging for anybody to do, uh, let alone a goaltender. I think there's so many highs and lows that they go through. Um, and for them, uh, they have they have really done a good job in, in grounding themselves, controlling what they can control, um, and just putting in the work. I think for us, uh, every Monday, whether we get a shutout or we, we get two wins or we lose on the weekend, we're, we're right back at it. So for us, today was a work day. Um, you know, obviously, we, we chatted with the guys, but they knew, they knew themselves too. I was like, what's our game plan today? Just to kind of see what was up. And they were like, well, let's, let's, let's get to work here, right? Because that's, that's how we approach that position. So um, I think they've, they've really developed into to nice little professional goalies, um, even though they're, they're not pros yet, but they carry themselves like a pro. Um, and, and that's the most important thing. It certainly could be pros. You know, they play their cards, right? Cameron Whitehead, of course, drafted last year. You know, Lucas Massey, a guy who you know, he's talked about, he's going to be back next year too, so a chance to up his stock as well. We're chatting Lincoln Stars Hockey here on 93.7 The Ticket. If you've got any questions for assistant coach and goaltending coach Art Bryan, give us a call on the Honda of Lincoln hotline, 402-464-5685. Also, you can text us on that same line, the Sarder Heyman text line, 402-464-5685. I'm Joel Norman. As we mentioned, this is Outside the Box, being brought to you by Raising Canes. The Stars taking on the Sioux City Musketeers this weekend. And Art, you look at this matchup with Sioux City, it's been an up-and-down season series. It seems like it's been a momentum opportunity for both sides when they've played each other. A home-and-home set is always fun, I think, because you really get to see the best of both squads, one chance for each team in their own rink. Uh, What do you expect coming up this weekend going against the Musketeers? Uh, it's, it's, it's going to be a battle, right? I think no matter who you play, um, and you mentioned it with Omaha, but no matter who you play, you, you better strap in, right? Because it's, it's going to be, be a test of, of will and things. So, um, I think it's great. We get that, that, uh, first one on Friday at home, right? Kind of set the, set the bar, so to speak, but, um, we're, we're ready to compete. And I think we're at that time of the year where we've seen these teams so many times that, not that we know what they're going to do, but we, we have a really good understanding of how they approach their own game. 
And so for us, we're really emphasizing um, our game, right? Focusing on, on what we're going to do, right? I think um, Mike, Mike does a great job. Uh, assistant coach Mike Zanella does a great job with, with pre-scout, things like that. So we have insight to their systems, their power play, their PK, things, of, things like that of that nature. But um, big emphasis on, on us and carrying that momentum that we've been creating for ourselves over these last two weekends and, and ultimately throughout the season. Um, we only have so many games left, and so treating these weekends like playoff situations, right, where you have two games and you want to get the first one, you have to get that second one, right? So I think for us just really um, cultivating and, and harnessing that, that playoff mindset and that mentality of, of we're down that stretch and, and every game's incredibly important, and we want to make sure we're consistently bringing that energy, bringing that compete, things that are in our control. Um, and generally when we do that, we really like that outcome. I really like that you talk about getting into that playoff mindset because on paper you say, yes, there is still another month of the regular season. In your mind, it's like, well, that might as well feel like two weeks left <laughs> because it's just going to fly by. And part of that is because of this weekend coming up. It's the first two games of a five-games-in-nine-day stretch. How are you guys managing that? the rest and fatigue potentially that will come over the course of this? Because after this weekend, not so bad. You get Sunday Monday, Tuesday, no games, but then you're right back at it Wednesday, off day, Thursday, and then two more next weekend. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, the season's been a lot, right? We're, we're hitting the 50 mark. And so I think for us, um, we have been training at such a high level all season that we're, we, we as a group are in really good shape. And so not to say that guys aren't going to be fatigued and we're not going to manage rest accordingly, but we have, we have elite athletes, so to speak, right? And so um, our horses are going to run. And so I think not only not only that, but part of that mindset that we want to cultivate is you're going to be banged up. You're going to be tired. Every team is right. You look at you look at NHL playoffs, right? No team that that wins that Stanley Cup is ever healthy. I think they go through so many injuries. Guys are playing on one leg, punctured lungs like you hear uh, crazy stories. Once the season ends. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And so I think um, as much as as we're going to really manage rest and recovery, we have warriors, and I think our guys understand that, and, and they're ready to go to battle. In a way, this is a good test right now because of how the postseason shapes up, where you've got – you end the regular season, that's April 22nd at Tri-City, and if the season ends today, you're hosting game one on Monday, two days later. You went through this last year. Does it help having stretches like this maybe leading up to that? Maybe in the moment you're not thinking about it, but did you look back at it later and go, this kind of helped prepare us for that busier stretch to end the season as well? Yeah, absolutely. I think if you have the intention and, and your attention is in, in the right spot that you use these um, as as ways of preparing. And I think more than anything, creating momentum for yourself. So if you are playing on Saturday and you have to play on Monday or Tuesday, whatever, uh, you have that momentum and you're feeling good about yourself. Uh, you've been through battles and, and you've come out victorious and you've put in the work, right? So that's where that confidence comes from. And so I think for us as a group, really creating that wave that we're going to ride um, the remainder of the season. For the Stars, next five home five games overall are going to be at home. And I'll get started on Friday, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Taking on Sioux City at 7.05, a game next Wednesday against Tri-City. And then right after that, Waterloo comes to town for two next Friday and Saturday. We're not going to have a show next Tuesday, so I figure I'll ask you about this now. That, that STEM game, the kids game we're calling it next Wednesday, it's starting at 11 a.m. It's unique. It's not. I mean, there's going to be a few more people probably having their uh, coffee at the game instead of their adult beverages that early for a game. But that's going to be an interesting one for everyone. I, I think that's 
provides a little bit of a challenge in a way for getting the guys ready because it breaks up the routine completely. Are you going to treat that almost the way you would treat a day of practice in the sense that you say we're going to start as early as we would, if not maybe even earlier one of those days? Um, you know, I think we'll we'll manage that as a as a staff coming up here. We'll, we'll figure out how we want to approach it. But I think more than anything, what we have the opportunity to do is allow the guys to be real professionals. You look at these professional schedules. Sometimes you are playing on that that third and three on that Sunday, and it is at eleven. And you did bus in the night before, and you got in at three a.m. and and you have to get up and and whatnot, right? So. Um, I think more than anything, it's, it's exciting because it's just another opportunity for our guys to really um, test their routines and test their their uh, process and their habits and, and see if they can manage a situation like that. Um, and that's where this league does a really good job at developing young professionals. Right? They put them through a rigorous schedule um, and they have the occasional weekday game at 11 a.m. But I think more than anything, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. And, and our guys... Um, you know, they can play at 9 a.m., 9 p.m. It doesn't really matter. Just once that puck drops, they're going to compete. So um, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to that just because it's a change of pace, too. Something a little bit earlier. Hopefully the kids at the game are going to give a ton of energy to the guys as well. And that's going to be a big game. That's Tri-City coming in. They're five points back of the Stars right now. It felt like we blinked. They made some trades and then more trades and then a few more. <laughs> and then they started climbing the standings. That's a huge game coming up on Wednesday. But obviously, I know you guys are focused right now on Sioux City, but the schedule gets interesting here, kind of beginning this weekend over the final few weeks. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's really why the emphasis is on what we're doing. We're going to see some some tough opponents. And, and not that any opponent is easy, but um, knowing that these games mean a lot, it's it's exciting. It's it's why you, you compete as an athlete. It's why you coach as a coach. It's why you come to sporting events. It's it's what sports is all about. So I think for us as a group, really embracing this, this stretch here and, and the remaining time that we have together as a group. And and really just cherishing all these moments and, and making sure that we do things together um, and and just compete. The Stars' magic number to make the postseason is three. That second playoff spot is still well within reach, though, too. How big would that be to get the second spot and have that first round by? We've been talking about rest and trying to break up stretches of busy games. How big would that be to not have to play the first round? Yeah, obviously it would be huge. Um, I think I think obviously we as a group, we want to finish as high as we can. And, and that means winning uh, as many games as we can the, re- the remaining of the season, uh, or the remainder of the season. So um, I think regardless, taking it one game at a time, and, and you know, you look at the last four games we've had, we've been doing that. We take it one game at a time, one period at a time, one shift at a time, and we, we build that momentum, right? We use the, this, uh, the, the war of attrition analogy uh, or metaphor to where, you, you have to win inch by inch, right? And if you lose an inch, you gotta, you got to hold your ground there and gain another inch. So I think more than anything, it's, it's just really exciting, and, and we'll, see, uh, we'll see how the group handles it. Take me and in, fans into the locker room here. What's the mindset of this group right now? It's a long season, and it's inevitably there's fatigue, as we've talked about along the way, mental especially. But there's a lot that still can be achieved right now. What, what are the guys like? What's the energy been like you know, recently here in practice? It helps when you've won four in a row, too. Uh, determined. That's that's uh, been a big word. We we did an activity as a group, and um, we got some feedback from the guys, and they were able to reflect on themselves and kind of their their vision, their goals, things like that. And and majority of the group had something down about uh, determined or determination or or pursuing their goals relentlessly or doing whatever it takes, things like that. So I think when you pair that mindset with a situation of back against the wall so many time so much time left with the group and these guys enjoy their time together so much they're really really close 
um, I think you're going to get, um, like I've been saying, some fierce competitors, right? So I think um, it's it's really good energy, but I think we're really determined. We have a lot of guys that are really determined to um, not only finish this, this season on a high note, but but accomplish something that, that can last a lifetime. How much did a game like last Saturday against Omaha bring this group even tighter together? They've had all year to bond. We know they're pretty close. But how, how much does a game like that help where you're kind of watching out for your teammates knowing that both teams have a chip on their shoulder it got a little feisty as well? Yeah. Um, it's funny. I was I was talking with Rocky today, and I, I asked him about that. I was like, what were your thoughts about it? Just just seeing where he was at with it. Um, and And he had mentioned, you know, something along the lines of, uh, you know, maybe we wouldn't have done that earlier in the year. And it shows growth. It shows um, developing. It shows someone like Wyatt Olson, who maybe at the beginning of the year would be hesitant to get into that, that scuffle at the end there. But um, no hesitation now, right? Someone like Yavash, who steps in with our group and isn't afraid to to stand up for his teammates, right? Um, or someone like Sambuco, who is trying to create energy for us all night long, you know, and, and not only that, is scoring goals and things like that. So um, I think it really just shows that this group is growing and they're understanding that it takes more than just, you know, putting a puck in the net to win, um, let alone win a championship. It, it takes standing up for your teammates. It takes competing in those tough moments and not backing down. And so um, it's really exciting. It's really, really exciting. How big has Garamond Yavash been for this team? That game Saturday was probably his finest as a member of the Lincoln Stars in terms of just the production and the energy. Forget about the X's and O's. I leave that to you guys. But just from the fact he scores a goal, defends his teammates, gets in a fight as well, that's about what I think everyone expected. He'd score a greasy goal or two, and then he'd get in a few scraps along the way. How big has he been for this group? Yeah, I don't know if it would be a greasy goal, as let alone just muscled it into the net, just absolutely ripped it. But um, Yavi's awesome. Ever since we picked him up, I was really excited when we when we made that move. Um, I saw what it what it did for Fargo last year and their group, um, and to see that someone like him's available and for us to make a move like that, I thought it was great. Um, a, a lot of people were expecting a, a big name move, but I think those subtle moves to where you you get a piece that fits your puzzle. Um, and when Yavi's playing really, really well, he keeps it simple. He gets pucks in, he handles pucks, he moves pucks. He has, he, he makes really skilled plays that you wouldn't expect, but he, he makes them all the time. Um, and then he's able to produce, he's able to stand up, he's able to be a, a presence. Um, so not only when he's on the ice is the other team thinking twice, but when our guys are on the ice, they know that we have someone like that um, wearing our, our logo, right? And so your, your chest sticks out a little bit more. Um, and it just contributes to team toughness, which ultimately contributes to that, that creativity and that and that allowing of guys to, to go and just play and not worry about having to, to stick up for themselves, so to speak, because we have someone that will do that no problem because he's such a team guy. And he's honestly, honestly one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. He is right? pretty friendly. That's the, I, don't think, I don't know how many people expect that or realize that. A lot of people see him that. and they'll be like, oh my goodness, this guy is scary, but... Talk to him. He's the nicest guy, and and he's 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 been a great addition. He's got that hockey player smile too. The mm-hmm. teeth they're a little all over the place, sure. but you can tell there's genuine kindness with it. Despite Absolutely. a guy who could probably punch your skull in if he yep. got in a fight with you at the same time. How much has adding him maybe opened guys up 
for the possibility of situations to defend their teammates, maybe like what you mentioned with Wyatt Olsen or getting involved. Is it just having a guy like that infectious in that sense? Absolutely. I think I think you you see it all the time to where you need you need a presence. And it's not even that he needs to go out there and actually consistently fight. But just, you know, look at guys check lineups, guy guys check the game notes, things like that. And when you see someone um, who potentially could be a threat in that sense, um, you know, other teams think twice. And then, you know, from your own sense, like you, you might chirp a guy a little bit more. Or you might, if you're out there with Yavi, you know, get, stick a guy and, and, you know, hide behind him or something. Um, not to say that guys do that, but mm-hmm. um, it, it definitely contributes to that overall uh group or tribe mentality of of we're team tough right you don't mess with you mess with me you mess with my brothers and you mess with the the team it seems like he's just been huge in that part and that's something that you can't you can't necessarily quantify with a statistic or anything like that it's that 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 presence that's helped the team mentally in that sense so we mentioned the stars a couple of huge games coming up this weekend they take on sioux city friday 705 at the icebox and then saturday will be on the road at sioux city at 6.05. You guys have loved playing on home ice this season. I, I always love asking, though, just what has it meant playing at the Icebox this year? Because there's a different jump in this team when they're playing here in Lincoln than when it's on the road. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, we as a group established that right from the get-go from game one at home, the season opener, to where, like, this is a special place to play. Um, and it's it's uh, incredible, we're incredibly privileged to be able to play here, and we're incredibly grateful for the opportunity. And so um, we know that when we have those home games, it, it means more in the sense of, you know, we get to play in the city of Lincoln. We get to play in front of our fans. Um, and for the guys, they get to, they get to sleep in their own beds. They get to eat their meals that they usually, you know, eat, eat at home, things like that. So um, I think more than anything, it's just one of those things to where you have a, you have a home mentality and then you kind of have a road mentality to where you're a road warrior and it's you against the world, so to speak. Um, and obviously you look around the league and a lot of teams are really good at home because it's really hard to, to win on the road because yeah. teams are really good at home, right? So um, it's one of those things to where um, taking advantage of those opportunities um, and, and how, do you not, how do you not get up for games with, with the intro that we got? So um, it's a good atmosphere and, and the boys love it. Down the stretch, that's got to be something you're thinking about is that road work. It is tough to win on the road. This is about a 500 team, just I think just below it on the road. How do you improve road play down the stretch when everyone is relishing even more in that opportunity to sleep in their own bed and not have to go on a bus? Well, again, it's, it's just, you know, reminding the guys and, and, and cultivating that mindset of, of being a warrior, being a road warrior, going into an opposing team's building. Um, you know, as, as a college athlete, those road games are, are challenging because you have student sections that are, you know, towering over you and they're just pouring it on you, letting you know. So Sometimes literally pouring literally, it on you. Right? Literally, literally <laughs> pouring it on you. Um, but more than anything, I think it's just really important for these guys. Part of their development is to really get comfortable playing games on the road, playing games, getting off a bus, playing games, sleeping in a hotel, maybe having a subpar breakfast because we're at the hotel or, or something like that, or maybe not even having really having a breakfast. Um, so which which happens in situations um, in pro hockey. So I think more than anything, um, it's just one of those things for, for the guys to develop their game and their routines. But um, we as a group want to make sure we're cultivating that mindset because we know, you know you're going to have to win on the road um, to ultimately win a championship. 
it's like you said, you obviously want to win on the road, but for a lot of these guys, this is their first time being in those hostile environments on the road. And I think it's easy for fans to look on paper and go, well, wait a second, you know, the home record's way better. Well, do you think just from the experience alone with these road games, the league is doing its job in the sense it's getting those guys ready for that next level? Yeah, absolutely. Travel's a big part of it. Travel's, travel's a big part of it. Um, getting in different environments, um, getting off a bus, playing a game, getting back on the bus, you know, um, it, it only gets more crazy as you move up the ranks, right? And, and if you're lucky enough to, to start off the NHL, then, then things are sweet. But if you're in the American League, you're in the coast, you're in the SPHL, you're in these other leagues, um, it's a grind, right? And, and so you have to make sure that you can, you can control what you can and, and make sure you're, you're prepared uh, and leave nothing to chance because it is challenging. But, yeah, the league's doing a great job in that sense. Hopefully next season we get to head over to the other conference, which would make the, the travel a little bit more uh, more fun, so to speak, given that yeah. there'll, there'll be more sleepovers. We'll leave, we'll, we'll allow the guys to have more team dinners, things like that. So, um, all in all, uh, the league's definitely doing a good job in that regard. Art, last question for you as we kind of shift our focus again back to this weekend, though. This home and home with Sioux City, what are the biggest things you guys are locking in ahead of these two games to try and extend this winning streak? Um, I think more than anything, like I mentioned, our energy levels, things like that. Um, but just really harping our details. Right, really harping our, our, our D zone work, our breakouts, making sure we have support, how we get up the ice through the neutral zone, making sure we're hitting our routes, things of that nature, so we have support. So when we hit that offensive blue line, we have that speed to, to enter and, and create off the rush. Um, and then if we don't create off the rush, you know, getting really comfortable in our, in our down low play. Um, obviously, we get our D really involved, but we've really been emphasizing our forwards to create more. Because if they're doing more cutbacks, they're doing more takeovers, things like that, more cycle play, um, the the opposition is going to have to shrink their D zone. Their guys are going to have to compress down, which ultimately is going to open more space up for our D. And so I think more than anything, it's just really just making sure that, that we're harping all of our details, um, making sure we're playing fast, we're moving the puck up north, um, and, and we're playing in your face. Absolutely. Well, Art, we appreciate your time here with us, and let's have, let's have a good weekend here coming up. It should be a lot of fun. We're coming down the home stretch here. Thanks for coming here tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Joel. That was uh, Art Bry, the assistant coach and goaltending coach for your Lincoln Stars joining us. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have goaltender Cameron Whitehead and forward Jack Picard joining us. This is Outside the Box, being brought to you by Raising Canes on 93.7 The Ticket.